Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Welcome to the review for the best film of the year, I should mention as well. Now, first and foremost, I'm back. I've been away for several weeks, well, seven weeks to be exact, if you are counting, which I am, because I want to go back away. I don't like it here. Anyway, you probably don't care about my personal life. You probably don't care that I went to Canada and America. I went to the Toronto Film Festival, so I should probably talk about that in some review of some sort. But today, you know, like I said, you don't care. We're talking about Black Adam. Yeah, right. Um, where to start with this film? I've seen it twice now, which is kind of surprising because I never thought I would even bother watching it once. But yeah, I saw it a couple of days ago when I was severely jet lagged and sad and depressed. And I'm still sad and depressed. I'm still jet lagged to an extent, but it's getting a little bit better. But still, I feel like I've lost my sanity. I feel like I've lost my entire mind because all I've thought about over the last few days has been Black Adam. And I keep watching the trailer and I think, God, that looks like a great film. Why wasn't it a great film? But, okay, here's the thing. It is good, all right? It, it, it's not good. I want to say that for the record. It's not a good film, right? I can think of every... Well, pretty much every single thing that happens is bad. It's very messy. It's all over the place. The characters are so underdeveloped and really poorly acted by the cast. The writing is not good. The Rock is... <laughs> he sells it, all right? We'll say that. But he's not exactly great, let's be real. Uh, the directing is pretty trash as well. Cinematography, cinematography has its moments. I think some of the visual styles are really good. Some of it is just, well, it's messy again. Like half the things are so different to what we've seen before and then what we see later on in the film. So it's going through a mishmash of visual styles, some of which work, some of which do not. Ultimately, yeah, on paper, not a good film. Right? And, and in reality, it's not a good film, but... If you want the most fun experience watching a superhero film, or a comic book film at least, I feel like Black Adam is the film for you. Alright, and I was thinking this during the final act of this movie, when it gets really good actually. So the first two acts, they are so bad they're enjoyable, but that third act is just legitimately f***ing amazing. Like, it's really good. It still has issues, but it's so fun. Either way, like, yeah, I, I don't want to spoil it, but oh, I need to do a spoiler review for this movie. Anyway... As I was watching it, the ending, I was thinking, this is 10 times more fun than any Marvel movie I've seen in recent years, right? Since Endgame, when they've kind of hit that peak and they've gone downhill, Eternals, Black Widow, Doctor Strange 2, Thor Love and Thunder, even the TV shows, and honestly, I'm going to say it, even Spider-Man No Way Home. I actually think this film is more fun than any of those, and all of those combined. <laughs> The only film I will say that Marvel have done that is still better than this is Shang-Chi, because I love that movie. And I'm hoping Black Panther 2, but also, you know, when we saw the trailer before it, I was thinking, yeah, that looks amazing. That is going to be the best superhero film of the year by far, because it's not been a good year for them. But then, as Black Adam was going on, I was thinking, F it's going to be the best one. It just is. It's amazing. All right, it's so daft, but so fun and enjoyable. It leans into exactly what you expect from a dumb movie like this right it knows that it's stupid and it knows that half the things happening you don't really care for or you've seen done better in other films especially in marvel films so that's the biggest difference between dc films of the past and this film because the rock is hailing this as the future of dc this is going to change the course forever i want to say that it should be better if it is going to change the course because i have been a fan even if they're bad movies. I'm a fan of the Zack Snyder movies. I love Aquaman. I love Shazam. 
I love the first Wonder Woman. I think that's pretty good. But if this is the future, I think we're in danger of going back to the Green Lantern days and the Jonah Hex and also Suicide Squad. So we don't want to get we don't want to explore that again. We've already been through that. That was rough. DC is still having it rough, right? Don't get me wrong. But with this movie, it relies on your knowledge of Marvel movies and it acknowledges that they're 10 times better. Right? All these characters you've seen before. So let me go through them. You've got Dr. Fate. Well, all of these are part of the Justice Society. Who the f*** are the Justice Society? Like, who actually are they? We've never heard of them before, right? Not even in Justice League. They said, oh, did you know we could just change the name because we've already got a Justice Society. What? Like, who are they? I've heard of them in the comics and I've heard of them in that goddamn TV show, Legends of Tomorrow, I think it was. But apart from that, we've had no mention of this group at all. And it's really funny, but also really dumb because... It's not a good name, and they say it so seriously, like it's a big deal, but you look at Marvel who were able to poke fun at their own names. So with X-Men, and then you had X-Force, and then with the Avengers, and then in Ragnarok, you call themselves the Revengers. So that's poking fun at it, but calling yourself the Justice Society when there's already a Justice League, it's not good. Like, they are so serious and so deadpan about it, but why? Piers Brosnan, at one point, he says, we don't need passports, we're the Justice Society. Oh my god, that line is my favourite line in history, okay? I used to love the line, well, I still do, but the line from Geostorm, when Andy Garcia, the president, when he survives a an RPG to his truck or whatever, and Ed Harris comes out and he says, how are you alive? And he goes, how? Because I'm the goddamn president of the United States of America. That's so bad. So, so bad. But I love it. And then in this film, Pierce Brosnan comes along and blows that out of the water with his passport delivery. I f***ing love it. Like, I love this movie. The script is terrible. The music choice is so out of the ordinary, right? The score done by Lorne Balf is actually pretty good. At times, right? At other times, it kind of just stops halfway through an action scene and then just picks up again after just, I don't know, 30 seconds or something. Like, it's nothing. Like, we haven't had 30 seconds of just muted noise. But why? Like, that's not how you engage an audience. When you're dropping them out of the excitement level, it's all about pacing. It's pacing of the story, pacing of the action scenes, and the music, right? The music needs to be paced so well. I know that a composer like Lord Balf can do this because he did the Mission Impossible Fallout score, which is amazing. And he's done so many of the great pieces of music. But in this film, it just kind of stops, right? As soon as something big happens, even the end credits, I noticed this. The end credits happen, huge score, massive, love it, hypes you up tremendously. Black Adam comes up. And then when the mid credit scene happens, the music just dies, right? It doesn't fade out. It doesn't just slow down. It just stops. Why? Right? This happens all the way through the movie. I haven't even talked about the soundtrack itself. So you've got Painted Black, of course. And they actually do a really nice thing, I will say this, to tie in the Painted Black to the score. Love that. It, it hypes you up, right? This movie is just hype. Hype, hype, hype from start to finish, pretty much. The first 10-15 minutes, it's slow. It has a really bad prologue with really bad exposition, just a monologue that doesn't need to be there, voiceover that's stupid. And it's just trying so hard to be a Zack Snyder movie, right? The visual style then felt like something out of 300. Now, the director, Jean-Colette Serra, he's all right, right? He's done a lot of Liam Neeson movies, and he did Jungle Cruise last year. I'm not even going to talk about Jungle Cruise, because that is trash, literally trash. So I'm really glad that this wasn't another Jungle Cruise, even though it could be said, it kind of is, because it's a mess, it's got the rock in it, there's so many bad lines, so many jokes that don't land, 
But with this film, the difference is it's a ton of fun. And I think a lot of people will enjoy it too. I'm digressing, right? I haven't even talked about all the characters. But either way, Dr. Fate, Piers Brosnan plays him. Aldous Hodge, who is a great actor, loved him in The Invisible Man, hated him in this, right? He's not a good actor in this at all. His line deliveries are so bad. And what he's saying is awful. But he's playing Hawkman. Then you've got Noah Centineo, who's playing uh, Atom Smasher. But they keep calling him Adam Smasher. So you've got Black Adam and Adam Smasher in this movie. Just, oh my God, pick a different name, please. And then you've got this other character who's basically just Storm from the X-Men. She is a slow motion wind girl. That's what I'm going to call her. She's called Cyclone anyway. So Cyclone, Storm, Atom Smasher, Ant-Man. Doctor Fate is just Doctor Strange. He's got a goatee. His name's Doctor. And he says at one point, when you've seen as many futures as I have, blah, blah, blah. That's Doctor Strange. And he goes into the mirror dimension at one point too. It's like, Jesus Christ, come on, come on. And then at the center of it, Hawkman, he's just a mix of Falcon and Black Panther. So this film definitely relies on your knowledge of having watched Marvel movies because DC understand they're better movies. But in doing so, they've created one of the best ones. This is one of the best Marvel movies that DC could ever make. So fair play to them. It's a ton of fun, right? At the center of it, Black Adam, he is an anti-hero. He is trying to, uh, I don't even know what he's trying to do. Like, what is he actually trying to do, right? At one point he gets summoned back to Kandak in the future because he has been asleep. He's been imprisoned for 5,000 years. And yeah, he just wants to exact revenge, basically, but he wants to do the right thing. He's an anti-hero because he gets rid of the bad guys, but in doing so, he is kind of a bad guy. So yeah, there's a fine line between is he actually a villain or is he an anti-hero? And I can respect what they're going for, but at the same time, they pretty much just make him a hero. So I would have liked to have seen them delve a little bit deeper into that real darkness because they keep mentioning it. They keep saying, you're a very dark person. Stop killing people, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, sure, there are times when he will like kind of throw somebody off a speeder bike, then ram the speeder bike into them and it just explodes. And there's times when he takes them up into the sky and he drops them. There's times when he just, I mean, the first person he kills he chokes to death and then he electrocutes to death and all that's left is just bones so yeah it's pretty cool pretty dark but also it's a 12 rated movie or right? it's pg-13 could have lent harder into it gone for an r rating i would have loved that i think audiences would too so yeah black adam it's just a mess but god damn it if it isn't the most fun i've had at the cinema this year aside from top gun 2 i i don't know what is right genuinely because yeah i can say it's bad and it is I will believe that it's bad, and when I think about the start, when I think about several characters, like the main villain himself, who later becomes Sabak, who is amazing, right? This is the thing, right? You don't need to expect anything from this movie, because by the end of it, The Rock is just fighting the devil, which is amazing, and the only reason it works is because you could believe The Rock could literally fight the devil, and I feel like he just wandered onto the set one day and said, guys, you know what? I'm going to go to hell, I'm going to bring the devil back up, and we're going to fight, all right? I'm going to fight him. I'm actually going to fly down myself. I'm going to electrocute him as well because I've got these powers. Like, he's not Black Adam at this point. He's just The Rock. This is Dwayne Johnson just being Dwayne Johnson. And he just smirks so much in this movie. It's ridiculous. Like, when it comes out streaming, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take, like, four different screenshots from four different moments of this movie, but they all look the same because he's just doing the same look. It's just The Rock smoldering, but I love it. He goes back to the same place a bunch of times, and I can respect this movie stays in one place for the entire film, pretty much, except when they go to hell and when they go a bit traveling. But still, it's primarily in this fictional uh, nation of Kandak. 
And I love that because so many other movies would go globetrotting. They'd go from here to there to everywhere in between. But with this movie, it just stays in one place. However, it's two hours long. And when it's two hours long in the same place, it kind of dragged a little bit. First time it did. Second time it wasn't as bad. But still, you are kind of checking your watch thinking, yeah, when's this going to kind of wrap up? Because it sort of wraps up. But then obviously, you know, this is not wrapping up. Right? This is clearly not the end. But they're kind of selling it as the end. Spoiler alert, it's not the end, so it just kept going and going and going. So, yeah, swings and roundabouts with the runtime and with the location setting. I think the performances are bad. All right, Pierce Brosnan, everybody's raving about his performance. His character is good. I'm not too sure if he's good, though. Aldous Hodge, he's better than this movie. No Centineo is so bad. He's so cheesy and just not charismatic at all. The Rock is fine. I think The Rock is pretty good. I think the women in this film, I mean, they tried to be utilised pretty well, but ultimately I think they're underutilised, so I'm not too sure what to think about that. Representation-wise, it's pretty good, right? Set in this fictional nation in some sort of Middle Eastern country, I can respect that, and I think it's good to see different characters and different personalities, different races on screen, absolutely. But my issue is this as well. With DC films, and you'd never get this in Marvel except for Miss Marvel, the TV show, which I haven't even seen yet, but I'm aware it's all about her being a fan of Captain Marvel and all the other Avengers. But with DC, the same with Shazam, all of these characters in this universe are kind of fans of the heroes, and they have the merchandise from the movies, right? That's why I can't understand. I can understand, you know, the kid in Iron Man 2 when he's wearing the helmet, and is that Peter Parker? Who knows? But either way, he knows of Iron Man, right? That's respectable. But in this movie, the kid has posters of, like, the Wonder Woman film, and he has pictures of Aquaman from the movie, and it's like, what? Like, how is this possible? Because they are living in a world where the movies exist, set in this world. Like, that's what I can't wrap my head around. Like, what is this universe? So... I still don't understand it. The same with Shazam, the same with this movie, the same with Shazam 2, I'm pretty sure it's going to be. So, yeah, very confused. Maybe it's just this Shazam world, because technically speaking, these two are connected, right? He's just a, a bad Shazam, pretty much. So maybe it's just these two worlds? I don't know. But either way, at the end of the day, it's very fun. The Rock is just Mr. Contradiction throughout this entire movie. Every single line he says is contradicting the line that's come before him. So when a character says... I thought you were a hero. I never said I was a hero. We've come to negotiate your peaceful surrender. I'm not peaceful, nor do I surrender. And then Dr. Fate, he's like, you have two choices, kneel or die. I was a slave until I died, and now I kneel before no one. It's like, just shut up, make your own mind up, say something for yourself for once, don't rely on what anybody else has said before you to then come up with your next chain of events of what to say. Like, Jesus Christ, it's so lazy. It's really lazy writing. And I know that's probably the character from the comics, and that's just The Rock. You know, The Rock is great at delivering these lines. He has the ability to be funny sometimes with it too, whether he's being sarcastic or whether he's trying to find his feet as this anti-hero. But then again, you shouldn't really have to find your feet as an anti-hero. You should just be lethal, horrible, and a bit of a maniac. And that's what Deadpool is. Speaking of which, Atom Smasher, his mask is basically just Deadpool. And it's like, why are you copying so much? There's literally a moment at the end as well that is just copying Deadpool the first one. I No, the second one. The second one, I beg your pardon, is copying Deadpool 2. So, so much of this movie is just copying other movies. So it's copying Shazam, it's copying Aquaman at times, It's it literally copies Aquaman at times, it's copying the first Iron Man, it's copying the first Avengers film. It's just a mess. 
but oh my god, it's so, so good. So good. It's my favorite film of the year. I don't know why. I mean, I love Top Gun. I will always think Top Gun is the best film I've seen of all time. But Shazam, why am I saying Shazam? <laughs> Black Adam. Black Adam is the most fun I've had at the cinema in a very, very, very long time. And maybe I'm just losing the will to live. Maybe I'm going crazy. Maybe it's just Black Adam. I mean, they don't even call him Black Adam in this entire movie until the mid-credits scene, which I could spoil because The Rock spoiled it for me. And I feel like it would have been huge. If you do not know what happens in this mid-credits scene, it's massive. But yeah, he spoiled it for everybody. So thanks a lot, The Rock. Thank you so much. And then Warner Bros. went and spoiled it as well the day before the film even came out. So... What the hell? If Marvel were able to hide so much of what happens in Spider-Man No Way Home, why is The Rock just tweeting and talking about things that happen at the end of this movie three weeks before it's come out? Why? He doesn't care. Nobody cares about this universe. Nobody cares about this movie. But God, it's so good. It's so, so good. So go and watch it. Some great action sequences, one of which towards the end with Dr. Fate versus Sabak. I'm not going to lie. That's incredible. And there's also a fight sequence between Hawkman and Black Adam, which is amazing, when it's set in kind of the room of the kids, the, the kids' bedroom, it's amazing, it's so well choreographed, I really enjoyed that, but yeah, so much of it is questionable, so many plot holes, like there's a moment when Hawkman is running up some steps trying to get to somebody in a hurry, he can fly, right, why, why didn't he just spread his wings and fly? Atom Smasher as well, Cyclone, that wind girl, they all just run up the steps, but it's like, you can grow really big and run there in about five steps, you can storm yourself up there. You're a tornado. Why are you walking? Why are you running? What? Why are you running? Why are you running? Oh my god. Yeah, this film, it sucks, but god damn it. It's the best film of the year. It just is. It just is. So yeah, I've gone crazy and Black Adam is amazing. I mean, why is there a moment when Kanye West's power starts playing? I don't know. Is it diegetic sound? Is it played through the jet of the Justice Society? I don't know. I don't know what happens in the film, I just don't have a clue what has gone on, but it's fun, it's very very fun, so go and watch it, I didn't find it that funny to be fair, a lot of people think it's funny, but I'm not gonna lie, the only bits I found funny were when it's not trying to be funny, like there is a moment when the Justice Society um, arrives in Kandak for the first time, and Dr. Fate, he can touch his helmet and he can see the future, and he says, <gasps> he's here, and then Cyclone's like, do you feel his presence, and then he's like, no, pause right he literally pauses for like a good five seconds and he just looks out the window there's nobody else that can do that and then black adam's just like hoisting two people in the air and then he drops them i'm like you've had your eyes closed and then you sensed him but then oh you just look out the window you can see him that's so stupid it's such a dumb movie it's really dumb really ridiculous at times however i reckon you'll enjoy it i reckon you'll love it because i certainly did and i didn't expect to but yeah by far the best superhero film we've seen this year even better than the batman which yeah, i'm not gonna lie dcf won this year right no matter how good black panther 2 is the rest of marvel content has been pretty lackluster so i'm gonna say it dc has won this year uh, black adam has won this year by far so yeah I, I don't know anymore yeah I, i'm so done with this movie but i love it i'm gonna listen to the music again i'm probably gonna go watch it again you can watch the trailer and you'll think god damn it that is so exciting and so fun and it is but then there's so much in the movie that isn't shown in the trailer which is the boring stuff it's just so oh my god i haven't even mentioned skinny rock cgi Okay, there is CGI for The Rock when he's made to look realistic, like a normal human, normal-sized human. And it looks so bad. It looks so, so dodgy. It's hilarious. I was laughing so much. It's like the start of Central Intelligence when he's CGI to be fat. Now he's CGI to be skinny. 
what's next? All right, what is next? Because I cannot wait. But either way, Black Adam, it's a triumphant disaster piece. I absolutely love it. Go and watch it in cinemas now. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And with that, I hope you enjoy. Hope you enjoyed this review. Sorry if it's been rusty because it's my first time back in a very long time. And let's just get back into the swing of things. I don't know what to talk about next. I'll probably talk about Tiff and some of the movies I saw at the festival. But until then, I've been Kieran. This has been Black Adam. And I shall speak to you in the very next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. <laughs>